five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for everything to do with the Phoenix Suns basketball and I guess the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defined as well. I am Alex at Omnistry, filling in for uh, Chris as your host for today, so the second most sultry voice on the pod. And uh, yeah, Chris had to deal with some family matters, so today I am joined virtually by, wait for it, He's back from retirement for good. Sam at another Sam Chan. Well, maybe not for good, but for this episode. I'm, I'm totally pinch hitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is going to be as long as Michael Jordan's baseball career. But there might be a point where you uh, will take it personally, and that's when you'll decide to, you know, maybe, maybe make a thing out of it. I'll, I'll do it after my Space Jam movie. <laughs> what do you think of that trailer? Uh, it's it's good. I mean, I don't know. It's it's for the kids, right? So right. so it's really like I don't have any kids. I don't think you have any well, kids. I mean, we haven't talked in a while, so who knows, right? But we are kids, so in a way, uh, yeah. But I I think like that the like have you gone back and watched Space Jam in the last three years? Oh, for sure. I watched like, it. I think like two years ago. Like it's it's weird when you go back and watch something that you, mm. you you know you like I mean it's still a fun time but yeah. like I think when I was a kid and I watched it you put it on a pedestal like you know this is yeah. like I gotta keep going back to this right and now you're kind of thinking back like this was my favorite movie for like <laughs> you know like three years of my life like like I don't know about that right like the child actors the Michael There's Jordan acting you know what I mean nostalgia going for it yeah you know? yeah how, like, how skinny like, Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, how the world like looked to us before everything was much simpler. <laughs> but one thing does last, and that's its amazing, incredible soundtrack. That's that is true. Still one of the best. That is true. So, yeah. so I really dug like Space Jam too. They they've remixed things. Yeah. Um, so so from what I can tell from the three minutes of time, and I've probably watched the trailer four or five times already. Like. Like it seems to hit the right spots in that yeah. it, it has nostalgia, but it's also something new for a new generation, right? Yeah. I, one thing I like, it's kind of cringy. Like the line delivery. What? What in the Matrix hell was the? Line? <laughs> I, I don't know who's the worst actor, like LeBron or or uh, or MJ. I mean, they're both kind of bad. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, so uh, yeah, let's go back to it. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on, lots of things uh, that are pretty weird happening recently. I mean, Jeff is no longer with us. Light Force is away. Sam's back. Shock and Shanghai are losing. My sons are winning. What's going on <laughs> with this world? I, I I don't really know. How are you? How have you been so far, uh, Sam? How you are handling uh, life been, away from uh... the pod? Hanging out. Not gonna lie, it was nice to get some time away from Overwatch. From us, uh, you mean? <laughs> I did. I didn't say that, um, but you know, there's it's a big world out there, right? So, so watching some Netflix, watching mm. some Vincenzo, uh, okay. messing around, staring at Dogecoin lately, oh, uh, losing right. all my money. Uh, we're recording this on Doge 420 <laughs> for those that are wondering. Uh, yes. Not that that seems to mean anything, but that's out there. Uh, been been paying attention to those NBA Top Shot stuff a little bit. 
Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of weird stuff that we can waste our money on these days. So yeah, tell me about it. I used to have it's it's a story for another day, but I used to have 64 bitcoins to my name at one point. But then, if you guys are familiar with Empty Gox uh, story. It got bamboozled from uh, all of us, but I, I don't want to talk about it. It's just it's <laughs> think about it. You could have funded oh, all no, the stop, operations stop. of RSP. <laughs> you would have gotten a lot better pinch hitter if you had okay. even even sixty three bitcoins. You you've gone and done it. I'm gonna <laughs> sign off, and you're gonna have to pull this uh, episode up by yourself. All right, so we've got plenty to talk about, and uh, you know, ow, it's back and uh, in full force. Uh, we had the Battle of Canada and, and then, you know, one more additional game for our two Canadian teams. And we will preview the next game for the Titans only, uh, because Toronto is going to have a week off, uh, kind of like, uh, Sam here. He's not going to be here next week. So he gets to <laughs> chill. Uh, then we will fill you in on other news and goings in the rest of the league and in the Overwatch realm. Some of it is quite sad, I'm afraid. But without further ado, let us push the payload. Moving the payload. Join me! Alright, so starting with the Battle of Canada, um, that was the first game for both teams, so it was a kind of a classical beginning for both Canadian teams. Uh, the first map, not gonna lie, the first Busan map, I was thinking like, what, what battle is this? It's very one-sided, it's gonna be all Toronto, but yeah, that, that first map was super rough for, uh, you know, t- for, uh, the Titans and Hisu and Nice kind of seemed to be doing whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, but then Vancouver decided to wake up during Shrine and some heroics from uh, Lingzer, who, who played on the Ash a little bit at the start. And it was a, a, a good win for Vancouver, but the last map was really messy again for both teams. Uh, but I think like the Michelle Zarya pick led to another one-sided win for the Defined 1-0. In the next map, we had Eichenwald. It was, again... Kind of tightly contested, but not really. Uh, Toronto got an early cap behind Sato and Hisu's uh, good plays. And despite some one fights by, uh, by Vancouver, Toronto eventually pushes the card all the way to three with, uh, you know, good plays from Lastro, Michel, Hisu with 1.13 left on the bank. And uh, the Titans push, it starts pretty well. Dalton gets this pick early pick on Saron, uh, Fried Winner and Dalton play really well on the push all the way to two, but they can't really uh, finish the castle stage, and it's it seems pretty dire at 2-0 uh, for the Defiant. What did you think at this point for for uh, the outcome for these two teams? Because, like, I saw Teru going in. He looked fine, but not really great. I guess like other Maze who played on ping, he wasn't really doing well with his right clicks. What do you think, Sam? Well, I couldn't find the unmute button, so that shows you how rusty yeah, I like, was. Yeah, like, what the hell? Has he signed <laughs> off that early? <laughs> to be completely honest, and I don't think I could lie to RSP listeners, I had probably 12 hours notice about today's episode. I did not watch this match. So I don't oh, know why you guys brought me back here. So <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest with you, I was happily in, in my... Uh, esports version of hawaii just chilling um but but i mean i did i did watch a bit of overwatch and i think i think that's a story for maybe maybe a little bit later um but i mean just just kind of generally speaking i did watch a toronto match and i did watch a titans match just not them playing together so you can imagine how they would uh like mesh against each other yeah so so you know keep that in mind based based on you know what i'm saying is not what i what actually happened um but but 
like I've always been a big fan of Michelle. You, you long-term listeners know this about That's me, true. you know, all the way back from the soul dynasty days. I think, yeah, I think Homer with, <laughs> yeah, big time Homer I spent all my 20 days in soul and I'm a <laughs> big soul. Homer. Um, but, but like, I think, I think when all the off season stuff happened and, and, you know, I think you guys spent a great deal of time talking about the defined roster and the makeup, like a lot yep. of the big talk was about, about Hisu and, and I think rightfully so. Um, sure. he's, he's popped off all weekend and he's making a name for himself. And, and, I, and I think he was doing this a bit with the defiant, not defiant fusion last year. Right. Um, but obviously there's a lot of big guns with the fusion. So, so his name kind of got overshadowed a bit. I mean, I, I'm vague, I'm trying to dig deep into the vault now, but I vaguely f- think if you f- go far back enough, you can hear a clip of Omni giving props to Hisu in like a very random match in probably May or something. <laughs> Definitely. Like, Hisu was one of those first up-and-comers from the Runaway squad that came after the OG Titan squad. So, yeah, he had uh, really good showings last season. So, I think he had one of the best performances uh, from week one from, you know, new faces, like old faces in new new places, so to speak. So, he he came in popping. But like you said, like, uh, on paper, the Defiance uh, roster... Uh, did look much, much better than Titans at this point. But when we went to the third map on Gibraltar, I'll fill you in since you didn't watch it. So, uh, <laughs> you can close your eyes and imagine what happened. But it's, it, it turned from the rush comp that a lot of teams, uh, favor to the other very favorable meta in the double bubble. And, uh, Toronto did make a big substitution. They, they thought, well, these Toronto, uh, these, uh, Vancouver, uh, guys are not that like, scary let's try something new so they uh subbed in beast aztec and logics and they got some play time so titans kind of took advantage of the swap and they looked much more formidable especially i'd say in the tanks matchup they felt a bit better than uh, um toronto's and defiant were not really able to get to point two on their push, Titans managed to split them up with a good grab from uh, Fried Winner, and they just stay alive uh, for a 2-1. Then uh, Teru is in for Lingzer in Hanamura, and Toronto is back to their starting lineup, and Vancouver finally grabs point A during their last-minute push. And while they get two ticks on B, uh, I think the final percentage was at 69%, which was kind of nice, but <laughs> they lose a couple of heroes doing so and ultimately you know it's 2cp they're unable to complete uh, to compete with the respawns and toronto is fast to cap on their push Hisu's mccree again we talked about it uh extensively already but he's been amazing again and with over five minutes in the bank toronto uh got some good ticks first time there was one huge fire strike from sato uh going through you know amplification metrics so he um he kills instantly two players from the titans but teru clutches uh on the respawn defense he he got a lot of picks and that was pretty cool but not enough in the next push there was enough time for nice may actually to pop off it's really hard to say nice yeah i i kind of <laughs> read it as like na first yeah well they say it nice yeah i think it goes smoother with nice but I I, yeah. I don't know. They I should... always see it as any first, and I didn't understand because he's he's a APAC player. So <laughs> yeah, but I think it's nice. Uh, a, a, a cool tidbit: if you combine nice and hisu, it turns into a nice <laughs> Just, just uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna nice-u. say it. I'm not gonna say it. 
at that point, I figured like that's it. Um, for it's pretty clear to define our better team. And one thing that I I figured that they should try, and actually, when we do go to the next match that Titans had against the Mayhem, is maybe they should try Lingzer on McCree. Uh, on on uh, McCree centric maps, there is a bit of a of a weakness. Maybe ah, again, everything is like knee jerky. It's uh, you know, it's just first. Uh, it's just one game, but there. The, I think this, the No Dunks podcast does that, right? It's it's just one game, but yep. So uh, at least to me, it looked like after this match that the Titans have a sort of an issue where. Links are, uh, well, sorry, when you put in, uh, Dalton with Teru, Teru can actually do those, you know, off, uh, not hit scan DPS, the flex, flex DPS, which was mostly May. But when you want that other, let's call it main DPS role filled in, you gotta have someone a bit more flexible than just playing, you know, an Ash or, or a Widow. And, and Dalton has that flexibility, but I thought that maybe, uh, Links are, um, just on the McCree might be a bit better. Uh, but the, then they tried it in their map match against uh, uh, the Mayhem. That's the match you did watch, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, just to comment on, like, I actually like the the three dps that they've now got signed with the titans yeah um i i think it's i think it's a decent line i think i think they're gonna have to get better as a group as a unit for them to see some some success this season um but like as i can talk about it as as, i mean i ended up actually watching a couple matches this week and i was not i was not planning on this so it kind of worked out okay for for you guys actually um (laughs) but but like the the league has gotten better Mm-hmm. Like all, all around, the league has gotten better, and and so like, where is Dalton last year? I think I called him like a superstar or some point. I don't know what I was on, but uh, probably retract that just a tad. Like I still think he's really good, mm-hmm. but reality is there's there's so many really good players now, right? Like like you talked about nice to being good. Like like at the end of the season, like where is he going to be on the list of of top tier tier DPSs? Like I I don't know. Yeah. Right? And, but that doesn't mean he's not good. Uh, true. And I think that goes um, with the rest of the Titan squad. When we did our power rankings for this upcoming and for this season, like we, we got a lot of flack for not ranking uh, the Titans that last above above the Valiant, at least. And, and it seems like we might have, have been on to something. I mean, we didn't uh, yet see uh, London Spitfire and Paris play, and that, that happens in this upcoming week. But... Ah, uh, even though the Titans went 0-2, they did lose to two teams that are quite, like, higher above them in any power ranking you look at. And I would say they, they looked competitive, not just on DPS and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, tank line. I think they did pretty well. And, uh, it's a good segue, uh, to this match where Titans played the Mayhem. They obviously interviewed Slime to try and get some juice from him as he's a former, uh, uh, Titans player. But after the game, he actually said that the Titans played much better than people, uh, think they are. And he wishes them, uh, good luck and, you know, to do well in their, their, uh, next games. And it was kind of heartwarming, not gonna lie, to, to hear some uh, kind words from Slime. Well, yeah. Well, we've both spent some time with Slime, so so honestly, I, I said this on RSP Core, but really miss the guy. Looks like he's having a ton of fun. He poured yeah. 
he poured Chipotle all over himself <laughs> after, <laughs> after the match. Um, so, so, you know, kudos to him and it's good to see him back in and thriving in, in Florida. It seems like he's yeah. got, he's got a much more set position now, now that he's not, you know, living in Toby's shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this, this match. And I think I'm going to make some assumptions because again, I didn't fully, wa- I didn't watch the defiant, um, um, Titans match, but like, I think the defiant, you know, I'm going to make an assumption that when they switched out and they put beast on, they wanted to test lineups. I'm not going to say sure. they were throwing, but like that's no. that's not their like a team. We must close out, right? Um, yeah. I think KDG and and, and your your guys' awesome interview with him. Like you, he mentioned like he was expecting a three zero. Um, and he saw this as an opportunity as okay, like we we think we got this in the bag. Let's try stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like if you're a Titan supporter, this is going to be a common theme this year. Is is especially against semi-strong or even average opponents um people are going to try and pull stuff on them but reality is like like you're alluding to the titans themselves individually are all mechanically gifted um and and that was a big deal into what justin talked about with with how they selected the roster right so so a lot of time like i honestly think like like I think it's going to be really interesting when the mayhem play the when the mayhem play the defiant, because I truly believe that that at peak, if everybody was at their absolute best, the mayhem would destroy, and they're a top tiered team. Problem is they don't have a killer instinct, so like I I don't want to discredit you know Titans for kind of making a fight, but like the mayhem were definitely playing with their food, right? Like when. Like I think we can jump straight to the map where where uh, Titans got it in Havana, because um, who cares about our analysis of the mayhem anyway? Hey, I uh, care. I, I spent <laughs> a good part of my we'll get we'll get back afternoon. to it. <laughs> we'll get back to it. But well, but like I my finally point- remember why we uh, let you go, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my point was like they so threw that that first round that they like went straight to overtime and then they're just like, oh yeah, we should probably cap and then they capped. So so it's stuff like that that like I'm not yeah. saying that like they just like wanted to do that and was just playing with them, right. but I think they they were so lackadaisical about things and and Titans took advantage of it. It's it's I think like I I get what you're saying here. I kind of disagree. Um, they, maybe they had like heightened, uh, confidence since they had won their first ma- uh, match. I think they beat the Atlanta Reign like 3-1 and, and on paper, obviously, I, I'm always coming back to that line on paper. Uh, yeah. the Atlanta are a more formidable, uh, squad than the Titans are in, in any, like, hey, they're uh, both 0-2, uh, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, again, Titans weren't like just a pushover. And I know you said like it felt they played with their food, but Nepal, for example, it felt very back and forth. Uh, they actually won the first map. The Titans did. Uh, Teru looked much more adjusted maybe to the. Those Teru walls on map one were great. Right, right. Shred look didn't look much worse than OG on Ryan. It's it almost as good first- as Light Force. <laughs> yeah, at least on that first, uh, uh, map. And I think that was the village map. But Sanctum, you, you, we already talked a little bit about Slime. If you try and recall some fond memories of him popping off on the Titan Squad, you will always remember Sanctum. That's like his 
home court, right? Yeah. So he was going nuts there as well, you know, wall riding, booping everyone. And uh, even that was kind of like a blunder from Vancouver. They almost got that map. It, it, they were winning like a, a fight at the end of the map, but they couldn't like come back to the map uh, to, to the point to contest it. And kind of like the respawn battle uh, ended up going to the mayhem. And, and the Titans were in Nepal. They could have actually gotten it. At the end of the day, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But it was yep. competitive. King's Row, though, uh, King's that Row was, was one of the bad maps for rough. Vancouver. Like the... Like the Busan initial one that they had versus Toronto, and you're kind of like wondering whether uh, every all the doom and gloom is actually uh, on point, and and they uh, they didn't really play well. Not only that, but like you said, um, shall we say in a night nicely say it as uh, the mayhem were experimenting, not with roster moves, but maybe with weird flanks. Uh, BQB was, uh, doing his best, I don't know, bumper impersonation going around the map doing his, you know, high noons, uh, behind. It was, uh, kind of brutal. And, uh, they couldn't really push forward. Every time they got a point, it was right at the end, right, right in overtime. But Havana, that's, that's the map that you talked a little bit about. Uh, Linkser and Teru, um, a nice combo, actually. I, I, I will, uh, I will want to say. I liked seeing, uh, them utilizing Lingzer a bit more. It, it looks like from one game to another, uh, Vancouver is not afraid to, you know, mix and match things around. We don't really have that deeper roster, but the subs that we do have at least get some time. And, and it's really unclear what's the most optimal, uh, uh, lineup right now in any given, like, uh, a map, right? Right now, it looks like the maps really define what, what meta you're going to play. It's, it's really crazy in the first weeks. I believe we saw every hero played in this, uh, first week of Overwatch. Uh, something that never happened before, I think. Like last year, they did come close, but Soldier wasn't played. But this, uh, this season, they actually played every hero in, 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 in week one. So that's the parody they wanted, right? Yeah. Well, it kind of worked. So, uh, what happened there? Like, there were, there were a few, uh, timely plays. The Titans were really close to actually holding it before point one, but Lingzer kind of overextended and, and got killed. And that's why we lost point one. Uh, Gargoyle was playing really, really well inside that distillery. And, and finally, because of that shortened time bank that the Titans almost held, uh, before they went into the distillery, I, I, I guess that's what gave them kind of the edge. And, and Teru placed a nice wall at the end there when we pushed, uh, and he got a three picks and, and Titans actually got another map win, which was really, really nice. But then Volskaya happened. And again, we're back to this discombobulated roster, or maybe it looks like miscommunications. I guess for the Titans, uh, there's a big issue right now for missed opportunities or, or not converting on fights they should win or maybe getting an early pick and still losing a fight you know um yeah also also we we went up against uh uh og on monkey while we had a ball <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it og a monkey was so oh uh, i i don't i don't know the words for it because in some ways it was so crazy like i remember one time i think a, i think after titans caps point a that he just like solo alted and like died but then because he died so fast, he got back onto where he was supposed to be and, like, no harm done. Yeah, always so, calculated. Yeah, so <laughs> it, was, it was like, is he crazy or is he crazy good? Maybe he's both, 
right? So so it it, it, ve- it very much felt like to me like there there was a tank difference in in especially that round. Um, I think Gargo was definitely like you know head and shoulders the best tank that day. Um, yeah. And in terms of that yeah. match, anyway, I mean, I don't I don't want to compare it to all the other matches that happened. I have no idea. Right. Um, but but I think that's that that spoke volumes but like my understanding and again this is not prefaced on on me watching him or anything but fried wiener apparently has a pretty decent sigma too yeah so so i i if i remember correctly he he chose to go diva most of the game instead of go instead of going for the mirror um right. and maybe that's something that could have could have changed things a little bit especially on Voskaya. Very true. Like, while OG had his ups and downs, a very volatile player, Gargoyle definitely felt like the... The dude just never seemed to die. Yeah. Definitely the rock of the team. (laughs) No pun pun intended. I had to repeat it for you to appreciate it, but like, okay. That's right. Does does Life Force even catch the puns now that I'm gone? When Life Force is on, I don't really have to use the puns because he's like, you know, punning all the time. (laughs) So you got to get your chops in now. But but I will I will I will, you know, give it to you in the saying that 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 the mayhem, like if they had lost Nepal, um, I think it could have been a very different game because I think it could have given Titans the confidence that they needed to, you know, show up on on King's Row um, and, and potentially make them a little bit nervous. The other, the mayhem, a little bit nervous for the rest of the map, but I, I think like the general consensus is that both teams were kind of sloppy. Um, just like we talked about OG, and like I don't, I don't know if that's what that's what Cookie would have wanted him to do. Cookie, Cookie, whatever. Um, yeah. so, so that's that's kind of how I felt about about the main, like, but that's OG, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I was like. He has those glimpses of talent that like no no tank can like replicate, and suddenly he has this weird uh, turnaround. I don't know. It's early. I don't want to. Yeah, jump but to but conclusions. like, I, but that's what what why we're here, right? Anyways. Yeah, I mean, I got to get all my conclusions <laughs> in now. Who knows if I'll ever be back? So so like the 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 mayhem. Like I think in my mind, I think of them very highly. I think of them have having added like really solid. You know, contributors like Slime in the offseason to a right. already pretty good team. So they're trying to break into that, you know, elite group. But like in watching this game, like I kind of felt like they're not there yet. Like they don't they don't know how to to go in for for the win. Mm-hmm. Um like that being said, I think the Titans gave them a better fight than they expected, maybe. I don't know. Sure. Um, so so that that's kind of how I read that that game. Yep. I, uh, let's get ahead then to the next one. If we are uh, discussing those teams that are hard to rate, I think the rain is one of those as well. A lot of like, you know, uh, of the talent team that we saw on on uh, on air, kind of rated, uh, you know, either the rain or 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 the mayhem really high up or really low. And when we went into this match for uh, between the defiant and the rain. Who'd you say was the uh, favorite in your eyes? I think for for whatever reason, and I don't know who this sticks with. Like, I don't know if it's like a dog man, baby bay thing or, you know, <laughs> like years of yore. But like the defiant hate losing to the rain. 
Like this, I this think, is yeah. There's there's like some there's some sort of like weird beef there. I don't know if the beef is real or it's like homie beef where you just really want to beat your buddies. Maybe um, it's just like uh, disliking the fact that they almost took their skin uh, color away. Yeah, like I, I have no idea what it is, but like I remember them just being like really upset every time they lose to the rain. Um, so the funny story about this part is, and and let me backtrack and talk about my my random Sunday where I wasn't gonna watch any Overwatch turn on to the greatest greatest overwatch match of the season i'm already oh, calling it now um oh, week one but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then so so i never left the couch and then afterwards the titans played so i'm like ah let's watch that game for the old time's sake and then you know we, we we went through what we went through and then and then the rain and the defiant came on and by this point it's like 4 p.m i hadn't bought breakfast so I told my wife at, at 11 a.m., I was like, I'll get breakfast for you today. She's got an exam. She's got to study. I'll deal with it. It's 4 p.m. now, and I hadn't purchased or cooked anything. Ugh. So so I caught map one of this match before I finally got off my butt, and and I listened to, like, a bits and parts of it uh, for the rest of it on the road. Um, but, like... Believe it or not, I thought like I was or I was still impressed with the Defiant. I just thought that the rain were really good in in the first map. Yeah, Nepal. I, I agree. Even though it was like two zero in Overwatch, we have this like weird concept of like a close loss or you know, yeah, loss, yeah, loss. yeah. Like was, like I thought was I, I was I thought I'm like, hey, this Defiant team looks different. Um, but the rain are also much better than than I. I'll be completely honest. I don't spend any time thinking about the Atlanta rain at all. So, so like, you know, I don't think you're alone on that. So I'm not even saying that they were above my expectations. I literally have never thought of expectations for them up to the time we're talking in this on this call now. So, so like the fact they lost the mayhem, sure, whatever. don't care. Um, they, they are my new may rain, right? Um, so, so when I caught the scoreline at the end of the game and saw that they came back, I was super yeah. impressed. So, like, I don't know how much of the game you caught because, like I said, there was a lot of Overwatch this weekend, but... No, I watched all of it. It was... Yeah. But, like, to I, me, it's impressive because the Toronto Defiant of old, they, they lose these... Uh, what, are we, what, are we, what do we call it now? Breadsticks. We, they lose these breadstick <laughs> matches. Exactly. So, so like, I think that that shows us that, you know, I think coaching has a role to play in it. I think personnel has a coach has a role to play in For it. Sure. I think, and I think the fact that some of the players there... Um, have been through enough reps that they're not gonna they're not gonna you know get boomed in a map five yeah it was weird like it was a a reverse sweep obviously so the mental part of it had a lot to do with it going down after blizzard world was kind of brutal for the defined they lost three two in that one but then once you win dorado again another three two but ended up going towards uh the defiant team and and again hisu nice they played a really, really, really good game, and Michelle clearly and Sato, uh, they weren't playing around. And and I'd say Temple of, nu- of Anubis was, you know, the craziest map. And in, in this, if you have to go back and watch one map from this game, go go and watch the Temple of Anubis, where the, again, this map is always bringing out maybe the best and the worst in Overwatch <laughs> uh, with two CP. But a very entertaining uh, match, to say the least. And then I think in Busan, it was just written. The writing was on the wall. And uh, 
Atlanta just gave it away. I I, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. I mean, the Titans are 0-2 and, and the, the, uh, the Reign are 0-2, but they're... There are losses and there are losses. When you lose like this, ugh, that that just sucks for you. Like, I, for lack of a better uh, <laughs> word, and and I guess it's all a matter of expectations too. For the Defiant, though, if we go back to like expectations, uh, going up two and zero in your first week, and now you're getting a bye week, and you can get to chill and like remedy remain some of your victors, remain undefeated throughout two weeks. That's True, pretty sexy. It, a very very good start for the defined. I I see them only gel and get better. They have a lot of pop up potential on the team. Um, I'm not gonna talk a lot about rain because that's not the rain pot. I, I will say thing. something about the rain. Like yeah. I had no clue who Kai was. So so Did you check out who that was it, at the end. Or? I honestly like it, I spent ten minutes on this right, and it was just like one of those wiki like you know death traps. Yeah yeah yeah. Because I. So, so first of all, with the Valiant last year, there was KSF and there was KSP, and right. one of them was terrific, and the other one was okay, like good, yeah. but you know, not 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 as good as the other one. And I had I had no recollection of who was who, right? And then when I tried to search back through like Valiant's roster last year, I was like, there's only one, there's only KSF, like there's no comment on KSP or anything like that. Nothing. Oh, because it updated to his It new... updated, right? So I was so confused. Uh... I was like, I swear <laughs> there was two of them. Who's this guy? So 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 for those of you that were confused like me, Kai is KSP. KSP killed a lot of different people in Overwatch last year. He's a he very, very good player. He was the terrific one. He yeah. was the terrific one. KSF is is good. I don't want to... This is not a random Wait. slight on KSF. Y- you want to tell me that you did not instantly recognize him just from the face cam alone? You don't remember the <sighs> ap- appearance on. of every uh, Overwatch player? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what a great addition is that, right? <laughs> if we're already touching on that. I think production has been spot on for now. Oddly, though, they do have the face cams for the Asian uh, uh, games. They show them before and after the match. But not during like uh, play by play for some reason when they like go into POV mode. I wonder. I wonder if it's ping related. Uh, I don't know because I, I I would assume that's why like Taru didn't have didn't have a uh, have a camera. I guess right? he's not not in the facility that has all the equipment maybe. But I meant like in the Asian region they don't really show them during the match too. Uh, Dude, I'm not even gonna pretend that I knew what time the Asian matches were on. <laughs> it's uh when we're all uh fast asleep. There's yeah. there's a reason I retired. It wasn't so I could spend <laughs> my off time staying up till five in the morning watching Overwatch. Yeah. But just uh, for people like you, there's also like an encore, uh, encore match that they uh you know show right before uh they go to you know the watch point fair segment. Yeah, fair. that's pretty cool. So yeah, I think that's uh, all we have to talk about in terms of uh, these three matches that we, uh, sorry, four matches, no, three. Yeah, they played each other. and played more. each other. So you, <laughs> Math is So hard. your work was cut short. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, thanks for that, by the way. I'm, 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 I'm a fan of that. We can just play each other uh, like Toronto and then. That's how and hockey works, right? Oh, right now they... <laughs> Exactly. But looking at their next matches, and by that I mean just the, the Titans because they, uh, the Defiant don't play. The Defiant will be uh, undefeated next weekend. You can quote me. That's true. Uh, Clip get it. Expect those pickums in there. 
The Titans actually have a quite interesting matchup going against the Paris Eternal, one of the teams that maybe on paper, again, that disgusting phrase, the Titans might actually have a good chance of, of beating. And uh, the Paris Eternal, that would be their uh, first match. Do you think it goes against them or for them, the fact that they haven't played yet? Uh, I I don't know how to answer your question. I'm just going to say I don't think too highly of the Eternal roster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we're not in good standing with the European fa- fans as is right now. Shout but... out to our Nerf This Guys, but sorry, dude, your team is not good. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think it bodes well for the Titans. I, I think uh, they actually, despite losing both of their matches, it looked like they did progress a little bit from one to another, and I feel, feel like uh, Vancouver might have the upper hand. Us being biased, uh, uh, you know, podcast has nothing to do with it. What, what's your uh, prediction for this match? So I only found about this nifty pick'em thing through you guys. Yeah, and I and I need to catch up because I have a big fat zero. So Ooh. you can probably take my predictions to the bank because I need to catch up on points because I'm one full yeah. week behind. I have it three one for Titans. I'm actually quite happy you joined because before before you came along, I was dead last <laughs> because I missed I missed the points for the first day too. I, so I'm I'm far behind too. But now I managed to to get up like 21 points if we are talking about that if you want to add join to join our leaderboard it's very simple you just go to pickem.overwatchleague.com you connect your blizzard account and the system is very very uh user friendly you just put in your uh you know predictions you save it like there's an hour before the game start where it locks your your uh you know scores and it just counts the points for you so it's it's very fun and then you can click on that orange view leaderboard uh, button and you see how well you rank up against everybody else in the world. For me, I'm actually, uh, my rank is 8,656, which I guess is pretty good. <laughs> and you also can... Uh, it's better than mine, right? <laughs> <laughs> I bet. You can also join the Ready, Set, Pwn uh, leaderboard. I think Lightforce has it on Twitter. You just, you know, join. And how many people do we have there right now? Lightforce is actually... Popping off. I think he's still in first place. I don't know. He's always claiming he doesn't know anything about Overwatch, he's but probably he's just currently cheating. ranked first. Yeah, he probably he's cheating. He has access to the, the the script of the Overwatch League. He currently stands first with 32 points. Uh, next in line is Sam, Sam XL, uh, which is not, not me. you, obviously, because, yeah, he's, he's so much better with 27 points. <laughs> Literally a billion, like, infinite times better than me at zero points that's true (laughs) and then we have alan now with 26 uh points so join us it's it's pretty fun and uh yeah the more people join the less bad i feel about my seventh uh that's true right now you're seven out of nine that's true if like a hundred people join you could be seven out of a hundred yeah who knows until they make their picks i'm catching up pretty well I don't remember what I predicted for this match, though. I, that's why I went to the system from uh, to begin with. I gave the Titans a 3-2 victory. Maybe I should adjust that to 3-1. What do you think? Well, I told you. You can put it in the bank. I got to catch up. So so what did you predict? Uh, I put 3-1. Predict. 3-1. So okay, I, I'll I'll put I'll, I'll adjust it to 3-1. I'm going to blame you. In case, I really uh, wanted to put a 3-0. <laughs> But I also oh, know that the Paris team worked take. really hard to to form their roster. 
and I know they're going to want to put a good showing for their, for their uh, season debut. So so that's why I added that one in afterwards. I mean, they look not bad in preseason games. They have uh, quite a good uh, team there with, with Don and Khan and Naga should be pretty good. And, <laughs> Don and, and our boy Tsuna is back uh, into is the he, league. Is he with... playing? Uh, yeah, he's going to play for sure. He did play. Do they have the, backups. I don't even know how 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 rosters. Yeah, work they anymore. do. They have well, they have uh, seven players just like we do, and um, yeah, only they have only two players on Hitscan DPS with Onigad and Suna. Cool. And uh, they have Alivote and Neptuno, a bunch of vet, vets with uh, an influx of three rookies from uh, contenders. Uh, but we wish them well. No, no uh, bad blood yet. We'll see what happens after this match, though. And the next game we have uh, this: the Titans against Eternal match is on Friday at three Pacific Eastern time, three PM, obviously. And the one after that is on Sunday. Again, the Titans get to play two games in this week against a much more formidable uh, team that hasn't played yet. Is uh, Washington Justice. What do you think about this matchup? So when you guys did your rankings based on science, and yeah. I think you guys took the the coward's way out and saying that the Shock are going to win everything, if I remember correctly. Well, how is that a coward's way? It's cowards. Cowards okay. picks. Because um, it's so easy. They've won the last two years. I, I, went, I, yeah. I went on RSP court, and I said the Justice are going to win it all. Wow. I think I did it last year where I um, I kind of called out people who, well, not last year, but two years ago, I called out everyone who put um, the London Spitfires as, you know, top ranking in their power rankings. And I said, like, well, obviously they won the championship for not the best team. Uh, but the San Francisco Shock situation. I mean, they're is a they're bit they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty, they good. pretty good. We'll talk about it. Good. But they're pretty good at this this, yeah. this video game. But even though they did lose a game, but we're, we'll get there. Oh, you guys. Uh, but but back to back to this one. Matchup. I think this is going to be a slap. It's three o three o justice for me. Three o justice. I think I think for mm. for long term. You know, supporters of the Titans, they they know about Mag because they were they were runaway fans right. and stuff like that. Like right. This guy is really good at, 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 you know, playing this video game as well. And to, you know... And they also have that... that point even clearer, they still have Fury, Decay, Assassin, Cherry Closer, and Bebe. I believe in the Titans, though. I'll give it... I'll give them the 3-1 to the Justice. I'll give them I thought that. you were going to give 3-1 to the, to the <laughs> no, Titans. No, no. <laughs> you need, yet, you need those points, I, too. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind, right? But a 3-1 for the Justice... Cool. In my opinion, do the Justice play a game before that? Let they they play the World Champions that have never won anything oh. in Dallas Fuel. <laughs> the Dallas Fuel. That's an interesting team to discuss as well. But that is pretty much it. Uh, another Titans-related news is the fact that they kind of launch the merch store on Vanbase. These are from Light Forces notes. The kinda. Um, if we are mentioning Lightforce, I believe that, you know, he is being the media mogul that he is. He just alters the world economy with a single tweet. He's like, <laughs> like an Elon Musk for, <laughs> for the Overwatch League. He calls, uh, like, uh, uh, a company about pricing and suddenly, poof, something changes. So, uh, very, very heavy, uh, uh, um, gravitas to our host. Yeah. And he's like, 
I like how he's like, I'm not comparing. I'm just comparing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting one price next to another. I'm not comparing, it's, though. It's not the same, but I'm just putting them next to each other so you can look at them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but, but all in all, uh, even though it's sparse, we have a nice uh, Lululemon um, city sweat hoodie. We have a very clean-looking jacket, the pants, and uh, Titan's compression sleeve. Are you going to wear this to one of your uh, uh, basketball matches once we are able to go back to that? Yeah, so I, I, there was a discount code over the weekend. If, you, if yeah. you're watching on the, the Vancouver Titans YouTube, that they, they pumped out a discount code. Um, and I forgot to buy it after telling everybody about the discount codes. So I mm. will eventually get my hands on one of those ridiculous sleeves. And I have no idea what I'm gonna do with it. I mean, it looks cool. Like, uh, um, hopefully, more gear is added as we go. And and if there ever was good gear for Vancouver Titans, it was done by Van Base when they were really early to this uh, in the inaugural season. Some of that stuff was pretty pretty nice. Obviously, Lululemon is good quality. Yeah. Uh, but but um, you know, before Fanatics came in, <laughs> good riddance. And, and ruined everything. Uh, it was legit very nice. And I'm looking forward to see what else they can cook up. Uh, a last piece of news about the Titans. They hired Chibi as services coordinator. Uh, she is from the owl scene and, and apparently familiar to define court. I have no clue. Uh, but if you know, let us know, please. I'm, I'm not, I'm not light force. I'm not, you know, Moving we're, we're not. We're definitely discords. not in the know, but sounds like an awesome notes. Yeah, she sounds like sure. an awesome person. I think anytime, especially during a pandemic, we we get yeah. more more positions and more roles, and especially a community role for the Titans. I mean, like I I do listen to RSP. Believe it or not, time to time, like like Life Force goes on and on and on about the Titans Chord community, how it could be better and stuff like that. So like, hey, it's getting better. Let's celebrate it. You think you should go and uh, compare discords now? Maybe that will... Yeah, I think you should put it together in a screenshot and just see how many (laughs) notifications come through in the next 30 seconds. What's the ROI for every like, comment in the discord? Yes, please like, comment, and subscribe. And I think that's it for the payload section. Let us move into the fray. So, looking at the first week of the Overwatch League, we had the opening matches played on Friday. And what a good opening match that was between the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel. The Battle of Texas has promised to be a good matchup. And it really, really was Houston taking the match at 3-2. And then we went on to another uh, promise to be a good match between the LA Gladiators Losing 1-3 to the San Francisco Shock. I want to hear your thoughts about Violet McCree. Have you gotten a chance to see that? Uh, I actually watched a bit of that match. 
but I missed the part where Violet was on was on DPS. Okay. So so if I caught it, him <laughs> back on when he was on Baptiste or something. You should go back and then have a look at his McCree. I think it was the most broken aimbot stuff I ever saw, at least in the Overwatch League. There was a point, I think it was the first time he went on McCree, it was in, in Gibraltar, and everybody was like, what? What is he doing on McCree? And they put him on POV, and it's just scary. Holy frick. It's And then there was, like, tweets where I think John Spector uh, asked, the league like who's gonna be the best dps and it was months ago and violet like quietly uh uh retweets it and says violet in in the quarter reply and everybody's like ha ha very cute and, and then he goes and does this it was it was very nasty the guy's been uh working overtime on, on his dps so it was kind of uh cool to see like he you know it's always cool to see a hero like sorry players play off role but this was like uh, one of the craziest examples because you just saw that like that that guy is wild i mean like all in my uh, opinion i think a lot of like those godly flex supports are probably most mechanically gifted players in the overwatch right yeah so so i mean like i kind of caught because i think i saw a couple tweets about violet going on on dps and that's why i tuned in um, cause it's just cause I wanted to see it, but like flexibility, I think is going to be really fun this season for, for the mm-hmm. entire Overwatch League, right? Like I have been on record in the past about like, why aren't the Titans using Suna at Zarya? Like, right. Like, and, and Decay did it right. And he was awesome. Um, and so like, there's going to be all these types of players. Like Shu is another one that I think could pop off if, if he's yeah. given the right, you know, shoes on the glads, right? I, I can't even remember yeah. who's on who. Like, I, I'd like to see them experiment with that. Um, but like the, the gladiators were, are actually a really good team. Despite, you know, they have the same record as all the other, you know, the rain and the, as the Titans <laughs> and the Titans and, and some of the other guys, like I, I still believe that they, they are actually a really good team. They had a really right, tough right. weekend. Um, mm-hmm. but, but like, I think they did some cool stuff. Um, moth is of course, you know, moth. Um, but also like Mira was flexing out and he did, he did, he did some tank work and he did, and, and like they, they didn't even play bird ring all that much. And, and, right. you know, bird ring in the right positions, like it's, you know, there's a reason he's a champion. Um, but, but the shock, like I actually tweeted out, I'm like, these guys are just playing overwatch too, right? Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they could just do anything they wanted. They steamrolled right through. I think it was Hannah Murrow is when I started watching. Um, right. it was, it was incredible. And it looked like. You know they were gonna go twenty nine and zero, and and you know warriors be damned. Yeah, I mean with with, with the mirror point, I guess. Uh, sorry, with the bird ring point, I guess they could put him in, but then you lose that awesome uh, face cam for uh, for Kevster. Kevster. <laughs> I wonder if he's so then, ever gonna show that out. Uh, probably not. If if it's already at this point, like it, it, it's a cool thing. I just hope it doesn't become a trend for every other player who just like yeah. Oh, the joke is only funny today. the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on Saturday we saw some of the Asian teams play their games, and Guangzhou Charge lost 0-3 to the Shanghai Dragons. Chengdu Hunters beat the LA Valiant, who who some people claimed wouldn't win a map. Well. They just did, but they did lose the match against Chengdu, 1-3. Seoul Dynasty lost to Philadelphia Fusion, Philly won 3-1. to 
And then we woke up. We I actually watched the encore uh, match between Philly and Seoul. Uh, the Philly demise was greatly exaggerated with Hod by and Toby. It looked like they didn't miss a beat, really. But again, a small sample side. Uh, sample size. Then we uh, had the Toronto versus Vancouver match. Toronto beat Vancouver three to one. Florida beating Atlanta Rain three to one. Dallas Fuel three one against the Gladiators, who we discussed. Do you want to say something about the Dallas Fuel? Looking pretty good so far. So, so before we get to that, we actually ended up skipping talking about the the match of texas right so something yeah. that i caught when i was listening to you know your again your guys great interview with both kdg and justin they slipped in a nugget that that should have been a sure. forewarning to the rest of the league yes both of them said don't sleep on the outlaws mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and and i can't i think it was kdg that said i think the feel are overrated and this caught my eyes because one of my favorite things to do in Overwatch League is troll the Dallas feel because <laughs> because at the beginning of of the off season when I was you know still still paying more attention to the league everybody was like oh the feel are elite yeah. the feel are going to they're so good I'm like dude they just signed the Paris Eternal roster I mean like the Paris Eternal roster last year was a good team don't get me wrong but they're not like you know we shouldn't be crowning them Right, like yeah. they they lost, right? So so like uh, I don't know if that's like accurate if you call them the like Paris Eternal roster because the Paris Eternal roster didn't have like uh you know uh, fearless and Hunbin. semantics. Well, they did have Hanbin semantics. Sorry, you you have... get you get what I'm trying to say is like I think I think they could be good. Um, I'm not gonna I go think... ahead and crown them until the matches are played, and when the matches were played, the Outlaws won. So sure. Right, I agree. So, so like that—that's where, like, for for those of you guys that don't understand when I'm trolling the fuel on, on, uh, on RSP cord, like, yes, it is tongue in cheek. No, I don't think they're a bad yeah. team or anything like that. I just think you got to play the matches before you crown the champions, right? Like us basketball fans, no, are, I, <laughs> us basketball true. fans are are very familiar with this. Like, like back when I think yeah. there was one year the Lakers signed like um, Dwight Howard, they signed Steve Nash, and we we're like, yo, just give him the championship, and then yeah. you know, didn't go yeah. anywhere. Well, you see, I crowned the Suns champions before this season began, and <laughs> it certainly seems to pay off so far. <laughs> but but just slip back... in every Suns reference possible. Oh, man, second best uh, record in the league. Just saying, you know, not undefeated in the bubble, right? For sure. <laughs> also, best record against uh, you know uh, teams above five hundred. Best uh, away record. I can keep going. Like great lot... weather all year round. Yeah, that's true. Cheap that's true. real estate, like yeah. lots of places to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> but back on that fuel point, I, I promise we're not going to talk fuel anymore. <laughs> In my eyes, at least, uh, when the roster was announced, Eggsy was uh, the best player. In my eyes, true. So I would agree with that. It's uh, uh, it's uh, quite an uh, you know a downgrade. Anyways, uh, going to Sunday, Guangzhou Charge. Lost to the Seoul Dynasty 3-0. Seoul's looking pretty nifty, at least after their loss. They were able to recuperate and, and get that win. Chengdu Hunters slapped the Shanghai Dragons, beating them 3-0 in, in classic Chengdu. is going to Chengdu. Is the more yeah, things change, the map, and the exactly. more they stay the same. Lost the map to the Valiant, and then they just, you know, mopped the floor with Shanghai. <laughs> um, Philly Fusion. 
beat the LA Valley in 3-0, easy match. And then Houston Outlaws defeat the San Francisco Shock 3-2. What do you think about this game? I thought that Houston beat them quite handily. San Francisco, despite them being so great, at least, you know, for the first week and then the, the, the talent there, they looked like they didn't really know how to play that double bubble uh, meta that well. And they seemed like not really as flexible as they should be going into this season, just from this match alone. Yeah, so like this is what I called the match of the season in week one because it's just what's named. But wait, I thought you you said that the match of the season was Toronto against no, no, is this against Florida Man? I was talking about this one. Um, but but no, like so that's that's exactly what happened, right? Like it's very rare in Overwatch. I mean, you've watched more games than me over the last four years, but I I've seen a couple. Let's just keep it at that, right? So it's it's very difficult for for me to actually be pulled into a match and then not leave yeah. right this is what this is what houston has done and i think that's that's incredible and a testament to to the coaching staff to to them yes. putting together the roster um for them to 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 keep the players they kept and 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 to go sign the players that they signed um but like they they are for real right like and again yeah. week one right who knows different metas but but like I think Happy has been freed a little bit. We always thought Happy was yes. good, right? Like, yes. Happy's a little bit like Hisu in that, that I think they may, I don't know, maybe ha- Happy had a pretty good season for the Charger, if I, I remember correctly. Yeah, he was like mostly put on, on Widow Duty, but I agree with you completely. Yeah, like, like he, he, maybe it's because he played in Guangzhou and like the games were always like an ungodly hour, so, so we didn't pay as much attention to him as we <laughs> should have. you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you never sleep, so. So, no, I, I do sleep. <laughs> it caught up. <laughs> but but like I I think you know this this is just you know another level for him, right? Like how high yeah. can he how high can he go? So so it was really good day for for players with the letter starting H. So so Hisu sure. had a good weekend. Happy had a great weekend. Um, yeah, and I think the Haxel Haxel ha- Haxel that. yeah he he did he play some Valorant this weekend. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. Um, but yeah, like this this map was just incredible. Like they they looked like they had a plan. Houston did, and they executed right. it well, right? And I think, like to your point, the shock didn't seem to know how to handle it. But because there's just such a gifted players and such a gifted team, that's why it was so close. Yeah, I mean, like uh, we obviously can talk about Happy and Piggy and Jangu looked really well, and Dante. But man, that Dorado map with Jake on the brig. And if we are talking about their supports, props for Juby and Crimzo. They looked, especially Crimzo, looked like the best player I, in the I, league. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, right? Oh, wow. I, like, really, I vaguely really remember us talking like, yo, should we try to look, take a look at Crimzo? And I'm like, eh. Oh, Re- man. Like, you remember those conversations, right? <laughs> I mean, how this player is amazing because last season when the fuel were, were falling apart, he was their, like, only positive point he's he's a great player too bad we can't have him in a canadian team but he's our boy and we support him all the way for sure yep um and then we had the florida mayhem beat the vancouver titan three titans three one and finally that other uh well the reverse sweep by the De- toronto define against the atlanta rain three two so that's the week that was 
let's have a look forward to the week that will be. So on April 23rd, we begin with the Paris Eternal playing the Vancouver Titans uh, on Friday. And then the LA Gladiators play against the London Spitfire on Saturday after that. Chengdu Hunters will play uh, against New York. That's New York's first uh, match. And then we have the Philly Fusion against uh, another team who, that has its debut for this season, Hangzhou Spark. And then we have, uh, in our uh, godly hours, <laughs> Houston Outlaws uh, will play against Paris Etor- Et- Eternal, fresh off their game against the Titans. Boston will have their debut against the LA Gladiators. And Washington Justice playing their first match against the Dallas Fuel. Finally, on Sunday, in the night, Hangzhou Spark will play the New York Excelsior. Chengdu Hunters will play Philly Fusion. And then in North America, Houston Outlaws will play the London Spitfire. Boston will play against the Dallas Fuel. And Vancouver Titans will play the Washington Justice. So outside the games of the Titans... I chose to focus on the Boston Uprising against the LA Gladiators match because I think a lot is put on the line here with the Gladiators because the season is not very long and like with first impressions, your first couple of games uh, might like bring your team up or bring them down and Boston is another interesting team that a lot of people are uh, very high on. So this will be a very a good um you know, test for the gladiators to see where they really stand. I see you chose this game as well. <laughs> let's let's be real. I'm not really choosing any games, but like to your point, I think the gladiators will have had their first win of the season the day before against the Spitfire. Um, yes, but I actually have the uprising taking this three two. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy them Boston stonks. Hmm. I think the scrim bucks are worth half a cent. So I have it three two for the gladiators, but I I agree it will be a very a close match. But maybe yeah, maybe that win against the Spitfire will bring them up and give them a little bit of confidence. Yeah, to be sure. Another game that I chose to focus on the same very day because I didn't find anything interesting on Sunday uh, was the Washington Justice's first match against the Fuel. And then, so you didn't make those choices. I guess it's Light Force who went in and then make no, those so, choices. No, so I mean, I have the choices. So I just have oh, okay. them on so, the Overwatch League. I just didn't write them down. Uh, okay, um, so uh, the, I guess Boston versus Dallas is the one you chose, or is that um, pick? No, that, those are all his picks. I didn't write them on on your. Oh, form. so he he made those picks. He made those How picks. Nice of him to actually uh, go in and yeah. So so maybe we should read it out and go. These are all the picks. If you want to end up dead last this weekend to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I guess we don't have his prediction. He keeps them close to his chest because he has the so all the he. Script. You're telling me this guy threw in the towel so hard. All he did was write his name down for the participation trophy, and then didn't even write a score because he wants to keep that first place for himself. Obviously, oh dude, to opening that gap. Hmm. I am not afraid of sharing my picks for the justice justice. <laughs> match i have them going 3-1 against the field i think it'll be close 3-1 because like i like to bash on the field but they're they're actually pretty good at this game too um yeah i'm just ridiculously overconfident about my justice pick and that's the sword i'll probably die on this year um but so you're saying they're gonna beat the titans uh yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. all right we had our share of laughs and unfortunately we made it to the sad portion of of this show 
it was announced today, and by today you're listening on Wednesday, but on Tuesday it was announced that Jeff Kaplan leaves Blizzard. It has been also shared that Aaron Keller will take over as Overwatch game director, and Overwatch 2 is basically in his hands. He was the associate director under Jeff. Uh, these are, there are a, a, a couple of parts to this huge announcement. Um, first of all, I think it's very sad. Uh, because he is one of those Blizzard OGs after I think he has like what more than 20 years or about 20 years in the company that was still in my opinion at least unsoiled by the negative trends over at you know the Blizzard Activision uh, uh, merger he always fought tirelessly to you know keep Overwatch a sole bastion of, of, of a free free of predatory practices like we know <laughs> And commonly seen like other competitive uh, games, uh, you know the mo- uh, the yearly releases and the battle passes and all that garbage. Uh, yeah, that's it, it is really garbage. And unfortunately, um, that's one part that makes me sad about it. It's also sad because you know Overwatch and Jeff are so synonymous with one another. I don't really know what you can compare it to. I don't know Hideo Kojima and Metal Gear, or maybe Sakurai and, and Super Smash Brothers. It's hard to imagine them apart, right? Not seeing that tie, this is Jeff, or hearing that. I'm about to get teary in here. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing with Jeff is he was, he was so nerdy, he made being nerdy cool. Yeah. If you know what like I mean? Dad to a soul. Ex- exactly, right? Like, and, and I think that, that, that kind of personality, at least, you know, what he shows on camera, for all we know, he could be, he could be. Have you a seen crazy his Tigolet posts from, uh, <laughs> From the early days? <laughs> no, but... Oh my goodness, I'll, I'll send you that later. But he used to be very active on, on uh, forums for, I think, EverQuest Guilds. Man, he, <laughs> he went to town on the developers. <laughs> right? So so yeah. I kind of feel like his his the essence of his personality really kind of all... Specifically with Overwatch, because that's what we know. Yeah. Like, it tied in really closely in that it was a really fun game, but right. it never takes itself too seriously. Right. And, and yeah. that's like really what, you know, my enjoyment of, of the, the Overwatch community at large in, in a pure context before all the ugly stuff that's also very real, um, that sure. we talked about. Like, like, is that, you know, it talks about, you know, heroes. It talks about, you know, being good role models and being, being representative and making, you know, positive differences in the world. But at the same time, it's like, it's a monkey jumping around a map, right? Like, so yeah. so so like I I love that blend about Overwatch and there's no one that kind of epitomized it as a, as a personality better than Jeff. So so like I honestly have no idea who Aaron Keller yeah. is. No, so this is no diss to him, but he has some massive massive yeah. shoes to fill. So so mm. kudos to Jeff and you know wow. bon voyage. They say they they also said that like Ready Set Pawn couldn't be done without Light Force, and we're doing a good <laughs> job so far. Who, who has <laughs> but, said that ever? <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up on the spot. <laughs> See, this is the content that you're tuning in for every week. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. He's like that shiny beacon. He 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 knew all the ins and outs of Overwatch, the memes, you know, the competition around it. Uh, that's his baby, even though he, like, started in Blizzard for working on, on, you know, World of Warcraft. That's the, the, the child that he conceived in a way. That's the world he, he has built. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad. Another, like, concerning part of this news is Overwatch 2. I mean, how bad are things behind the scenes that his departure, like, happens before the game is even out? 
I'm going to make so many bets with Light Force about Overwatch 2 that the RSP is going to turn into a basketball podcast. Oh my god. Who knows? But the last point I want to state is like, I'm very interested in, in, in to see what he does next. Like, there's a lot of rumors that are, you know, heavily inclined towards him joining his old buddies at Dreamhaven, you know, under Mike Morheim. And if he does end up, in fact, like going there and developing above guard or whatever <laughs> it is, end up like being called, uh, I'll be there for day one. Jeff, we love you. We're going to miss you a lot. Wait, he didn't sign with RSP? You weren't supposed to spoil it. Oh, shoot. Now, now, we're gonna now, have to now you're going to have to sue me. I broke my NDA. <sighs> I, I, you're not even in a contract right now. I, I, don't, I don't even know. That's why I, I told Lightforce we should be careful with like freelancers. That's true. Lawyer up, buddy. Oh, man. All right. I think it's been a pretty jam-packed episode. And uh, we're right at the end. Uh Trying, you know, to do the impossible and feel, fill Light Force's big shoes. And hopefully he hates this episode so much that he'll never ever entrust me to do this again. <laughs> I mean, Light Force looks like about a size 11, so. <laughs> That's true. Well, final words of wisdom, Sam. I don't have any words of wisdom. Thanks for inviting me to do this. It was a lot of fun. It's good to catch yeah. up. And uh, go Portland Trailblazers. Oh, you really saved my, my button this. Uh, so I really appreciate it. But final words, uh, from my end will come from Jeffrey Kaplan. Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. GG, Jeffrey Kaplan. And uh, that's pretty much it. Reviews. Please leave them and Lightforce will read them or write to us at feedback at readysetpwn.com that's our email if you have any complaints let us know on behalf of myself at omnistrife chris at lightforce and sam at another sam chan i bid you farewell and catchphrase i always wanted to do that that was pretty good (laughs) i tried worked out well Thank you.